He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here. This is the number one show at 5 o'clock. And, and we, we, we get here to make sure you find out what the heck is going on all day today. And uh, it's another interesting day in the studio with us. We have uh, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. We have Congressman Peter King. And Tony Carbonetti used to be chief of staff to Rudy Giuliani, so we call him chief. And uh, next to me, we have uh, my sidekick. Lydia Serrani. How are you, Lydia? I'm doing well, sir. We have a great show. We're going to have Bob Unanwe. He is the CEO of Goya Foods. He is on a missionary mission as we speak right now. He's calling from Warsaw. Exactly. So we're going to hear about all that Goya is doing. Bert Flickinger, he'll also be with us. He is the leading food and consumer products expert in the country. Where the heck are prices going? Uh, It's not looking good. Dr. Peter Mikolos, a fourth dose of... uh, Pfizer, I don't know about that. And then, of course, we're going to be speaking, wrapping it all up with Ambassador John Bolton. But first on the line, we've got Bill O'Reilly. He's a prolific author, historian, uh, anchor, journalist, you name it, and just an all-around common-sense guy. That's why he has a show here on WABC Radio, Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock. It's the number one show, right, John? At number nine one at 9 o'clock. Welcome to WABC, Bill O'Reilly, every Monday. Hey, guys. How you doing? Everybody good? We're waiting to find out how we're doing from you. What area you want to go to? You pick it. You know, um, people are getting tired of the Ukraine thing. That's the way of America. Um, our concentration spans are not what they used to be. And it, the reporting is repetitive. The new thing today is the danger, danger to the journalists. And I had spoken about that last week where, you know, you can't get on the ground reporting from Ukraine unless the area is controlled by the Ukrainian government. So if you go out past uh, what the Ukrainians have under control, you've got to assume that you could get hurt or killed because the Russian army will shoot you. And they don't care uh, about ethics or morality or unarmed civilians or anything like that because they know they're not going to be held to account. So I had a similar experience in El Salvador when I was down there covering the war in the early 80s and in Buenos Aires after uh, the Argentines surrendered to the British in the Falklands War that the uh, people who had guns in both of those places knew that if they hurt any reporter, American or any reporter, that nothing would happen to them. So that we had to be ultra cautious on where we went and what we did. So uh, we have a Fox News reporter who got his legs broken. We have uh, a, a freelance guy who's been all over the world who's dead and his partner in the hospital. And that's why we really don't know the micro of it. We know what the Russian government puts out, what the Ukrainian government puts out. We know what the pictures that are taken show, but we really don't know the ebb and flow of what's happening there day to day. I'll say it in a different way. I don't know who to believe anymore. I mean, I, I, I think they both they both exaggerate. Uh, of course, uh, and uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, Tony Carbonetti, you were with uh, uh, some people from the Middle East uh, uh, a couple hours ago. What are they telling you? Well, you know, a lot of people in the Middle East are watching this because they're also playing the dance between China, Russia, U.S. And, you know, they've historically had their own issues in the Gulf, 
and they watch this and they say, well, is the U.S. going to continue to be an ally, you know, for the countries that we have been allies with? The Chinese are making inroads into the UAE right now. Uh, the, the Russians share, you know, oil fields with some of these these countries. So they're sitting back and watching and saying, you know, we're the little guys in, in this world between China and Russia and the U.S. They're watching the elephants fight. They don't know what and, and to come the Saudi, up with. The Saudi Arabians are partners with the Russia in, 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 in oil, in OPEC, in, in, in several ways. Uh, Iran wants to start selling uh, uh, crude oil. I mean, who is telling the truth? Well, I think there's well, no – I don't see how Russia is telling the truth. I mean, they're bombing civilians. They're killing them every day. That's pretty obvious. But, but Peter, a congressman, you, you – <clears throat> I believe they're bad guys, okay? I believe – but we really don't know the truth, truth. John, what do you want to know? I don't know. You, you ask me, you don't know what you want to know? Go ahead. You tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> if there's something you want to know, throw it on out there, and I think I'll come up with some kind of scenario that will at least uh, ease your mind a little bit. Yeah, but you, you, you'll there's no excuse. It. You'll be doing it not on necessarily on facts. It's what You'll be doing it on hearsay. Well, here's I'm not spoken to people in the intelligence community, the military. Yeah, I, I mean, when was, I, when was the last time you you heard the intelligence community say what they really was going on? But you well, can get you can get facts yeah. outside of what the official um, proclamations are. I'll give you a good example. So last year, last week, there was this uh, story about the bio labs, right? Mm -hmm. And that the United States uh, was funding bio labs in Ukraine, and that. Uh, was one of the reasons that Putin went in to do what he's doing. Remember that story? That got oh, a lot yes, of traction. Yes, yes. Yeah, that okay. was horrible. That's, so that can't some right-wing commentators, some right-wing commentators, believe the story right away. And they said, oh, look at this. Um, the Biden administration, blah, 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 blah. Well, I have probably the best contacts in the country when it comes to the Trump administration. I think you all know that. So I did some investigating. And what the story is coming out of intel people who work for President Trump, not Biden, is that these labs in Ukraine were set up not only with uh, the help of the United States, but also many other countries in Europe and Israel as well, to clean up biohazards left in Ukraine after the Soviet Union left. And that is what those labs do. They go out to so-called hot spots. There's one on Long Island, Plum Island. And they clean up debris that could hurt people. That's why the labs are there. Now, I believe that report. I could be wrong. Everybody could be lying to me. But it started in the Obama administration went to the Trump administration, and now it's in the Biden administration that there are labs that clean up nuke waste and other waste. Okay, that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that America would fund a weapons lab and put it in proximity to Russia. Does that make any sense None. to anyone? None. Absolutely not. None. Okay. So, John... That's your answer to the bioweapons hysteria that dominated the news last week. You got anything else? I'll answer it. I, ha I have one. 
should the United States have blocked the sending of the MiGs from Poland into the Ukraine? Excellent, Judge. Thank you for that question. So the myth is that the United States, the Biden administration, is blocking air power to the Ukrainian government. That's the myth. That's what's put out, again, by far-right people who hate Biden. The reality is that Poland could fly those jets, and it would take less than a half an hour, right into Ukraine now, get out of them, hand the keys to the Ukrainian pilots, and they could go up. That's the reality. But the Poles don't want to do that because it would anger Putin, and they feel they might get hit some way. So they want America to transport the planes through Germany, Ramstein Air Force Base, to Ukraine. But now, Bill, the Biden administration's Bill, yeah, but again, Biden's handled this badly because Blinken, a few days before that, was saying that they was, it was being coordinated with Poland. So, well, again, there's big signals behind the scenes. Look, Blinken is ineffective. I was going to say a moron, yeah. but that's not, that's not fair. But he's our he's foreign policy spokesman. But, but just step back for a minute. You're the president, Congressman. You're the president. You know Poland can deliver those planes in a heartbeat to Ukraine, but they don't want to do it because they don't want to tee off Putin. So you're going to take those planes from them, you're going to bring them to a U.S. air base, and then fly them back to Ukraine, well, Blinken, and here's the kicker. Blinken probably said they would, so that's, the, that's, the, that's what well, I'm saying. I don't know what Blinken says. He yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, then Biden should fire him. If, if he's going to speak to the world as our foreign policy expert, and then we reverse, that. that's what gives uh, 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 Putin encouragement that our, our, our game is so screwed up. Biden's not going to fire anybody because he doesn't know what he's doing, but I'm just talking about America now. What scares I'm me, Biden. though, Bill, it's Tony Carbonetti. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, let me, let me get the final kicker in on Go this. Any planes going to Ukraine, going up into Ukraine airspace, are going to last about 30 minutes before they're blasted out of the sky by the Russian MiGs. Does everyone understand that? Well, Ukraine's Any flying planes plane now that are being shot down, Bill. It's going to be destroyed by the Russians. Why aren't they being destroyed now? Ukraine is flying planes all over the place in Ukraine. They're not being shot down. They're not. They're not. There's no aerial combat between Ukraine planes and Russian planes, Congressman. They're up there in the air. They, they're, and they have a skilled combat. air force. But they may be funneling supplies or whatever. There's no well, aerial up the air, combat up there. Okay? And, and not only that, would they be destroyed immediately if they confronted Russian planes? But Putin then would have an excuse to tell his own people, we're being attacked by NATO aircraft. That's what Putin wants to do. Well, he's telling his own people that now anyway. He's lying to his own people. The average Russian thinks that Russia is you give him a bigger card when it's true. So if you're going to have Ukrainian pilots confront Russian pilots, you're going to lose that all day long. There's no win there. And then you hand Putin a bigger card, and by extension, Xi of China, said, oh, look, who's escalating? NATO, the Americans. You don't want to do that at this point. Well, I, I'll sign with General Jack Keane, who thinks we should do it. Oh, he's another one. He's another <laughs> oh, one. Only a four-star general. Was Army Deputy yeah, Chief he might be a four-star general, but there, he has no blanking clue. That <laughs> would make the situation worse. Look, I'll, I'll stand you with know Kane. me. If I thought that aircraft from Poland could help the Ukraines, I would say it. So, but Bill, you think only NATO pilots? Immediately. It has to be NATO pilots, you're saying? 
Well, who? No, it's going to be Ukrainian pilots. No, but I'm saying you're saying the only the only forces we have that can go toe to toe with the Russians would be NATO pilots. Of course, Ukraine pilots are. Come on. Even come in the proper on. plane, it's, it's so it's, it's a pilot, not the plane. What if we talk about the no-fly zone? Where do no, you no, guys? No, I no, think wait, we wait, should wait, move wait, on wait, to wait, another wait. subject because nobody's going to agree on this one. Look, but but what people have to understand is the danger. So if it's going to do some good, then I'm for it. But it isn't. Russian pilots and planes are better than Ukrainian pilots and planes. Period. They're not going to help. It's like their army is better, right? They're getting slaughtered on the ground. They're not getting slaughtered, Congressman. They are, Bill. But They're the far more casualties than the Ukrainians. They're putting up a great defense. They're putting up a great defense. A whole different ballgame on the ground than in the air. That's Ukraine territory. They know the turf. Anyway, what about, the, the no-fly zone the no, is another, okay, you put a no-fly zone there, and that means Russian airlines cannot fly over Ukraine, right? Everybody understand what that is? So there comes a, a fleet of Russian MiGs. Who's going to shoot them down? Exactly. Yeah. Who? Right. And then, and then that you start world. That's how World War I started. If right. World War II started because we didn't stop Hitler. I know. It's a hard decision to make because – but then if, if Putin starts using chemical weapons – I just threw out a simple question. And <laughs> pure confusion. <laughs> See, well, it, this is everybody's security though. This is the whole security of the United States of America. If we have to go to war with Russia, say they did use chemical weapons on civilians in Ukraine, that would be enough. So they invaded Poland or Lithuania, that would be enough. Absolutely. Then the American people are going to understand and back it. Bill, it sounds like. If you throw like... up a no fly zone and the no fly zone leads to World War III, where millions of people will be killed, millions, okay, you're not going to get popular opinion of back a no fly zone. It also sounds like to me that you question whether Poland thinks we really have their back. No, Poland doesn't want problems, direct problems with Putin. They don't want that. And they know if they do it, that Putin will then turn his eye what, on what them. Base, what base did, they, uh, did the Russians shoot uh, 15 miles from Poland today? Yeah, they, they hit a Ukrainian base. Bill O'Reilly, if you had the ear of somebody who can actually bring peace, what would be your suggestion? To- there is no way to bring peace. It's up to Putin. Now, Putin is, is getting strangled economically, and that story is hard to tell because there's no open press, free press in Russia. But those people can't be liking this. All right. Another three or four weeks of this where they're not getting anything in there. Their money's not worth anything. They're starting to get hungry. They can't do business on any level. You got to feel the military might take a look at this going, is this really worth it? That's what the West wants. They want a military coup against Putin to take him out. But it's frustrating because it takes a long time for that to happen. Putin's the only one who, who is can dictate terms here. Now, there are ongoing peace. This is the fourth session today. And I think in a week, few weeks that Putin will try to forge some deal, take a big slice of Ukraine, and try to forge some deal. It'll be interesting to see if the West accepts the deal. Can Xi talk him off the ledge? Why would he? He, 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 he would look great to the West. All of this, all of this chaos among Russia and NATO helps China. 
So China looks like you know, a stable situation. And Xi is also looking to see if he can get Taiwan out of this. Um, and so, you know, she is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He may, he may do one of these little posture things and say, okay, why don't you all come to Beijing and we'll hash it out. That's possible. That would be a PR thing, and you're, you're correct. It's possible. What does he want from us for it is the question. Taiwan. Yes, no, we're not going to give it. No, we're not going to That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Give me Taiwan. Putin doesn't care even about his own people because he knew this would happen. He doesn't care. He only cares about Putin himself. Putin doesn't care, but she does. That's the difference between she yes. and Putin. I agree. Mm-hmm. See, she knows that if he goes to Putin, the economic sanctions on Russia would then be applied to China. And China's economy is all exports. They send things to America and everywhere else. That's how they make their money. You get a you slap on an embargo on Chinese uh, products. She suffers a lot more than Putin because Putin's economy is the 17th largest in the world. It's not even a major concern. All they have is oil and energy products. That's it. Where she, you stop all of those exports coming out of China, they're in trouble and they're in trouble fast. Bill O'Reilly, what are you going to talk about at ten uh, nine o'clock tonight? I'm going to talk about the assault on Tucker Carlson, the Fox News pundit from the far left. They're trying to take him out. It's a very interesting story. Uh, they're tying him to Putin, and I'm going to talk about that. And what what was Tucker's position? I haven't watched him. Lately. Well, supposedly he's so pro-Putin that Russian TV is asking the networks there to play all of Tucker Carlson. And what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh Tulsi, what's her name? Uh, Hubbard? What's that? Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi yeah. Gabbard, yeah, from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. You think, Lydia, you think that report's true? No. No, I do not. I think he's been unduly Absolutely sympathetic. Not. No, I think he's been unduly sympathetic to Putin. I know, but I don't I think, think that whole Russian thing is true. I don't think take that whole Carlson, Russian thing is true. Take Carlson out of it. Take, just take him out of it. I don't Russia. believe anything coming out of Russia. Right. You get a report, and they send this to Mother Jones magazine. Does that make any sense to anyone? Nobody even knows what that is. Nobody reads it. If you were going to have a campaign to use a major American broadcaster and network, why would you send the story to Mother Jones? Right. right. Why? Exactly. Give it to the New York Times or the Washington Post, right? Absolutely. That's why. Okay. See, these are the questions that I always ask. Why would you put a bioweapons lab 50 miles from the Russian border? Who would do that? The answer is no one. Why would you leak a story about Tucker Carlson to Mother Jones? Just when the ratings came out and he's dominating. But there's no, no reason to do that. The, you they want to take the, him the out. The New York Times the would left, love to take No, Tuck, but the left Tucker wants out. to take out That's Tucker right. because right. he's killing it. So in it Bill, Tucker Carlson has been wrong on this, though. He has oh, been yeah. a Putin apologist. Be that as it may. Yes. Congressman. I'm with the congressman. I'm with the congressman. No, 100%, but the report is wrong. Right. Be that as it may. I think the American people are smart enough to decide whether Bill O'Reilly, Tucker Carlson, or anybody else is right or wrong on any issue. Right. Okay? But a story comes out like that, and it's got phony all over it. And one of the worst things in this country right now is, and we talked about this right in the beginning of this interview, is that Americans don't know what to believe. We don't know what to believe. Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to be listening to you at 9 o'clock tonight on WABC Radio 770 and WABCradio.com worldwide. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing uh, some more of this because I enjoyed this. All right, guys. Thanks for having me in. Always fun.
Bye. Thank you.